Before we get into this episode, I would like to ask you all to follow me via Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Well, yeah, Facebook follow too, right? Yeah. <laughs> so follow me at Oracle's Womb via Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So if you came here, I'm pretty sure you came here through uh, Instagram. And that is quite um, exciting. So you all just follow me via Twitter and Facebook. Thank you. And it should be in the um, description. Um, yeah, let's get into this episode. Hello, and welcome to Oracle's Womb, Apothecary and Botanica, the podcast. Uh, this is episode two, if I'm not mistaken, because I had a intro a point five and then a one so this should be two and this episode is of course womb healing part one the first episode was a point five for three different subjects and this will be a part one for womb healing um and i would just like to talk about womb healing um serpent energy uh you know the symbology of the snake and the serpent and fears um fears surrounding all of this how it all correlates i know i talked about um you know snake sim- symbolism a little bit um but i would like to delve a little bit deeper so i guess this will be a part one for that also um, because it's all it all correlates and i just want to bring this point full circle and um just womb healing honoring the womb honoring the womb is what this will be entitled honoring the womb um <coughs> many of us do not honor our many of us do not honor our wombs you know um Many of us are lost. Many of us are afraid. Many of us, um, we know, but we still haven't just gotten through there. Many of us are treading this line of when, you know, of being here and being there when we really just don't know how to, you know, exit. So, this episode is going to just be full of that um and i hope it does resonate so honoring the womb um what does that mean where do we start i feel as if honoring the womb is it's a difficult subject and topic for those of us um who haven't been honoring ourselves when we don't have a lick of our authenticity um in our conscious mind you know we we haven't really brung that forth because we have been programmed we have been disconnected from um our true selves our authentic selves uh this land um others community and we have just been really disconnected and it's hard when you don't know who you are. So where does that, where do we acknowledge this sense of honoring ourselves, you know? Um, and let's start with being honest. Where are we now? You know, have we lied? Have we cheated? Have we lost something or have we, um, been in a situation where we thought we lost something, but it was never really lost. It was just forgotten. Um, it starts with being honest um, with where you are, where you have been, and where you want to go. 
and who you are and who you've been and who you want to be. You know, um, it's just honoring who you are at this moment, um, regardless of what other people are saying, what other people are doing, what they think of you. What and who are you? What do you love? You know, um, what makes your heart flutters? What sets your soul ablaze? And... Um, part of this shit is, um, it's just really recognizing what programs you have been gifted, um, not gifted, ugh, programs you have been given, um, so, cause it's not a gift, right? Not one you can enjoy if it's been given to you by your government, um, <coughs> so, So, I want to talk about the Lilith Eve program. This program is something that we don't even know about. So, Lilith, of course, I don't know much about any of this. I just know what I've been told or the just surface level research I've been doing, but I'm just... um putting these pieces together via my intuition and my connection through to spirit um lilith and eve was the same person lilith was supposedly adam's first wife um and eve was his second wife but what happened to lilith you know, many people said she's the deep mother of the demon. She was cast to the underworld or wherever the fuck she went to a cave. Um, symbolism for the subconscious. Um, and how did this come about? So, as I said, Lilith and Eve were the same person. Adam, Adam was the person who talked to God. And who is God? Who is this God that Adam was referring to? Did God want Eve to submit to him? Because apparently Lilith did not want to submit. Lilith wanted to be free. I don't think it was just about being equal. I think it was about being free, about being sovereign, about her having power over herself, having control over who she is, what she did, and how she fucked, and honestly knowing how she wanted to be fucked. And Eve, Adam wanted Eve to be his rag doll. He wanted to masturbate with her body. That is what Adam wanted. Um, so who was God? Who is this God that Adam speaks of? Um, and who was the snake and what was the apple? You know? So... Maybe God wasn't a God at all. Maybe God was in the spirit. Maybe it was the program that E Adam was trying to give to her. You know, that was the program. Um, and Adam wanted to make it seem as if Eve didn't know. Um, that Eve wasn't. The what I'm trying to say here because this I want this to be authentic, I want this to be raw, I want this to be honest. Adam wanted Eve to forget who she was, so he had to also make it seem as if he was on the same level as Eve in a sense. He needed Eve to play into his plan, he needed Eve to trust him, so he manipulated her. He made her think that he was just as clueless as she was, you know, that he didn't know anything about the sexual power that, you know, and the snake was Lilith, was her subconscious, you know, it was her true self, um, it was her subconscious mind coming back to her 
to let her know that this shit, all this shit is fucked up. All this shit is fucked. Why are you doing this, sis? You do you know how powerful you are? Do you know how powerful you really, really fucking are? And you see, she Eve had long since put Lilith in her subconscious mind, threw her ass back, you know, like, okay, I don't need you. I trust him. This is how it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to be his little rag doll. I'm supposed to be his slave. And that is what Eve was. And when Lilith has transformed into the snake, into this entity that <laughs> seems sly and seducing, right? Sly and seducing. And came to Eve. She didn't recognize Lilith, you know, because Eve, Lilith, and the snake are all one. This spirit, this, they're, they're all one, right? And when the snake came to Eve, she didn't she didn't recognize her. I mean, how could she? She has been so programmed, so programmed to see herself as something else. She didn't even recognize herself. How many of us have been through so many things, so many relationships, manipulative, abusive relationships, whether they are with our parents, our friends, our lovers, the system, the school, the education system, and came out and and didn't recognize ourselves? How many of us? And that was Eve. She didn't recognize herself. Um, so, you know, it's like, just like, sis, you got so much power. You have so much fucking power. And here you are lying on your fucking back. Land this man. You know what? You haven't even came. You have not even had an orgasm. You let him masturbate with your body, your centers of power, giving all your motherfucking power to a man who don't give a fuck about you, who don't care if you get a nut, no. And, you know, Eve didn't listen. So I believe the snake was just like, okay, she's not listening. I got a better one yet. I'm going to uproot all this bullshit. All this shit that she think is so good. I'm going to uproot all of this shit. So, you know, with our subconscious, we can project things. The snake was just like, here's a little truth serum in this form of an app. Just like this is going to give you the power. So the snake was like, do you want power? Do you want power? How do you feel, sis? You okay? Here, this ain't gonna harm you. This ain't gonna disrupt his reality. This ain't gonna disrupt your reality. You know? So Eve took a bit of, bite of that fruit. And what was the fucking fruit? What was the fruit? You know? What was it? She took a bite of that fruit... <laughs> And then she remembered. She woke up. She realized that Adam had manipulated her. But she loved Adam. She loved Adam. She realized he had manipulated her. And... Then what happened? She was angry. She was hurt. So she tried she decided to do one better yet on Adam. She got him to eat the apple. She seduced Adam because by this point she realized she was Eve. She was the snake. She was that tree. She realized who she was, who she is, and who she was going to be. And she realized that 
None of this shit has to happen without her consent. Without her fucking say so. So she embodied her Lilith energy and she gave the fucking apple to Adam. And once Adam had realized what she had done, had manipulated her the same way that he had manipulated him the same way he had manipulated her, he wanted to get back. He wanted to fight back. He felt as if he had no power, that his power was gone. But it was not that he didn't have any power. He just didn't have hers. She allowed him to keep his power, but she took hers back. She eradicated that. She severed that bond, that tie. And without it, he had nothing to leech off of. So very well, who he thought was God could have been a spirit, could have been some entity using his vessel, using his body to get to her power, to her womb. It could have very well been so. And he wanted to get back. (laughs) And because of that tie, it all plays together very interesting because he said that women, because Eve ate the apple, Eve realized who she was, he cursed her. You know, but I don't think that he cursed her in this way of pain and childbearing and us having a menstrual cycle. I think that that story was told by the descendants of men who wanted to hush women and take their power. The pain and the release. And the pain during the release of our flow portion, our flow time, is heavily linked to trauma. And trauma from that bond, trauma from them forcing us to, them programming us, and us having to eradicate that because we so also chose to be programmed. We allowed that to happen. So, that pain and the imbalance within comes from that trauma bond, that bond, that tie. And these niggas really had us fucked up. These men really had us fucked up. These entities really got us fucked up. Really got us fucked up. Who... Who the fuck did they think they were messing with? Who the fuck did they think we were? You know? So, this entire programming was for you to forget who the fuck you were. For you to forget that you have fucking power. So they can suppress it. So they can harness it. So they can fucking use it. And we are allowing them. That is how they created this matrix. Matrix literally means womb. And those who control the womb control the fucking narrative and they got us fucked up they got us fucked up all of this shit All of this shit because they wanted more power, because they needed power, because they can't even conjure life of their own, you know? And I'm not talking about men. I'm talking about the entities that want that creative life force, entities that want that. So when we get to honoring our wounds, it can be hard. 
it can be discouraging because the way we have been taught to look at our wounds, our reproductive systems, to look at our health, to look at our body, to look at our, to think, to feel, to act, it is not in alignment with who we truly are. So honoring our wounds come from, comes from acknowledging that and starting on this journey. You know, this is something that has been passed down generation, 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 and generation through so many wounds, through the entire lineage. Trauma has been passed down because a lot of us weren't equipped to deal with our traumas. Our mothers, our grandmothers, their mothers, their mothers, a lot of them did not deal with their trauma. A lot of them were not equipped to deal with their trauma. I know my grandmother wasn't. My mother wasn't. My mother is still suffering. So here I am. Dealing with the trauma, dealing with the things that I have had to witness my mother and my grandma go go through, witness what they do to cope with those traumas and not actually deal with them, but to cope with them because they're ugly, they're heinous, they're painful, they really hurt, and they're scary. And a lot of us, our egos are so damn big, we don't even want to admit that we're afraid. That we're insecure. That we don't like ourselves. That we hate ourselves. That we hate who we become. That we hate who we were or who we are. Because they've taught us to. We hate who we allow people to make us into. We hate how we allow people to treat us, even though we don't want to go through that. That's a contract. And that's another thing. And how going to the hospital... Um, within itself is a contract too. I don't know. I just thought of this so randomly. So I remember giving birth to my child. Hospitals tell you that you have so many rights, but they go through all of this paperwork and making you feel as if you have none. And I remember very well when I had my son and how I took him to the emergency room because I'm a new mother and I'm frightened because one I have not had a wound closing ceremony two I'm doing this basically alone basically in this alone no one else just me and my child it's me and my child basically we're doing this alone And I'm frightened because there's a lot of things that I don't know about being a mother. There's a lot of things I don't know about babies. And I was frightened. So I took them to the emergency room. And I didn't want them to check his temperature rectally because I think that's invasive. They tell you that they can't get a accurate temperature via any other space but the butt but my thing is and this is for all babies not just for boys it's not just because i have a son but even if i had a daughter i would not let them check her check her temperature rectally because it's invasive it's invasive for the space you know so my thing is who decided that this was okay Who decided that checking babies' temperatures rectally was okay? And how many of us just go along with it? How? Why? It makes no sense. How we are told one thing and we just go along with it because it's a contract and we feel like we have to obey this contract when we really fucking don't. We can get rid of all of this shit. But part of that...
is shame, anger, pain, trauma, lots of fucking trauma. It contributed to this. Another that shit really fucking. I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter. It doesn't hold weight when you do the fucking work. None of it holds weight when you do the fucking work. And that's what I'm here to say. I'm here to talk about my fears around snakes. Because I am afraid of them. I'm not gonna say I'm afraid of them. I'm afraid of being bitten by them because of the programming. rid of all this shit we can uproot all of this fucking shit so these contracts they make us feel as if we have no power as if we have to play alone and that's exactly how eve felt that she had no power that she had to play alone that her power came in pleasing the other person in this contract but we can get out of this any fucking time we want Anytime we decide that we want to exit, we can. You are the one with the power, and they know that. This is why they will never tell you that. This is why they need your energy, because they have none. They have no power, and you're afraid, and that's okay. But you can still stand up and still be afraid. And you can still do this work and still be afraid. So when we come to this generational trauma passed down, our mothers just didn't understand. They were mentally shackled, spiritually shackled, sometimes even physically shackled. They suppressed their emotions because they didn't know how to, they weren't equipped to deal with it. My grandmother's mother died when she was two. Two. My grandmother's here, my mother's here, and I am here. That's three generations. Two who didn't know how to mother themselves properly enough to heal trauma enough to honor who they are to honor their power to honor their wounds and three the third had to learn herself had to figure this out had to feel had to really reconnect with her intuition had to really reconnect with who she was And many of us are just lost in that aspect. Many of us don't know where to go. Many of us don't know how to do it. And we don't know how to do it with fear. And with this whole self-love movement, we're even more lost. Because this movement is failing us. It's failing us. It's telling us that, oh, shea butter and fasting and diet change and, oh, buy yourself some plants. Oh, and, you know, say these affirmations and 
It'll be okay. <laughs> Bullshit. You know, I've been through all of that. And I can under... I can just honestly say that that shit is bullshit. If you ain't doing the work, that shit is bullshit. It makes you get feel good in the moment. But my plants are suffering right now because I don't have time to take care of them. Like I need to take care of myself. Like I need to take care of my son. Because I'm doing shadow work. Because sometimes I suppress it. Because sometimes I ignore it. And that's just not all the aspects of self-love. What are we really doing? What is the real fucking work that we're doing? We're not focusing on shadow work. We're not holding each other accountable we're coddling each other we're coddling ourselves and when we honestly honestly do the shadow work it's caring for those around us Caring for those around us. And it's allowing us to step in our true power. And not just power related to this other bullshit. Not just power. Oh, I'm powerful because I'm this person. I have this many followers. My business is growing. I've went to school and I got this degree. I know this. I know that. I do this. I do that. This, that, and the third well, none of that really fucking matters. None of that matters. You're powerful just because you're fucking powerful. And I think I was watching a live of this girl. Like, and she said something about relative power. And how many of us are really stuck on relative power. And I thought that was the most profound thing because so many of us get so lost outside of ourselves and need to and even I've been there and sometimes I still do it so I have to re come back in come back in and harness my energy and tell myself that all this shit outside of you is just a reflection of who you truly are everything that happens is who you truly are you see some power something powerful you need to realize that you are powerful so I'm actually back. <sighs> if you hear a baby in the background, my son is currently asleep and he is connected to the boob. And um, yeah, this mom life gets real. So I uploaded a video about energetic healing and a using herbs via YouTube and Instagram. And we can use all of these things for energetic healing. And I'm not quite sure what I was talking about before this um, because this is a day later recording this. And I just really want to talk about snake symbolism, energetic healing, and how this womb um, awakening and honoring the womb all correlates, um, hopefully by now you get the gist, and yeah, so Lilith, Eve, and the snake, the tree, were all one, and we all worked to bring us to this point of awakening, and I feel as if we are still in this program. And this story was the story of the past, the present, and the future. Because it's all happening simultaneously. And with 
in this present moment with a lot of women still not honoring themselves, still just looking for ways to not really come to go deep within. We just want the quick fixes to everything and the program is still running. And part of that is because we don't understand ourselves and we don't understand this the snake. And I, too, have been afraid. I was afraid of the snake. I was afraid of snakes. Although in person, I think I was afraid of the idea of snakes because every time I seen one in person, they were never frightened, frightening. They always looked me in my eyes. Or I've seen one jumped into water. I've seen one in water. I've seen one just minding his fucking business. I opened my door one day and the snake was just there. And I closed it so fast because it shocked me. And I'm looking out the window and the motherfucker just lifted his head up looking at me like, bitch, you really scared of me? That's how you gonna do? You really scared of me? And it just slithered on away. <laughs> Like, bitch, you really scared of me? I am, you hoe. What what, what are you doing? What are you doing? So, um, yeah, a lot of things we're afraid of because we don't understand. And with a little more knowledge, I feel as we will all, we will all get a little closer to breaking these programs. Um, My toilet is running. Okay. I should have closed my bathroom door, but who gives a fuck? So, all across cultures, the snake is revered, um, worshipped, loved as a creative being, a force of the divine feminine. Um, feminine energy and you know it's the creator of life in many different civilizations through time Um, and even still today it's about life death rebirth you know regeneration Um, it's about cycles it's very close to the um, feminine energy and this universe um, the Hopi have myths, well, not myths, they have legends, they have stories, um, the Aztecs, you know, the Mayans, um, people all over this world have stories of the snakes, and I feel like the snake is very revered by the grandmothers, um, and they pass this energy down via the womb and they continue to pass it down and I feel as it's also about knowledge um the snake knows all the snake is grounded it's closer to the ground um it's closer to this earth but it's also connected to this universe in a sense as far as it replicates everything and it's also a healing, a healing, a self-healing creature. So very, very connected to the self-healing of the humans, the planet, um, our cycles, the woman, and how she regenerates all the time. We are life force creators. We create life force. We can harness certain life forces. Um, naturally, without even going out and stepping foot on the grass or without talking to other people or anything, we can just harness it within ourselves. Um, but it's easier now to, because we're so disconnected, it's harder now, I mean, uh, because we're so disconnected from this earth. So we do need to go sit and plant our feet and ground ourselves. Um, and if you notice, the snake is the snake, the butterfly, the dragonfly, the beetle, they're all symbols of cycles, you know, of life, death, rebirth. And that's the womb. The womb is a regenerative um, organ. It is life and death. You know, we create life, but we also go through the purging, the death, this gruesome reality of, you know, getting rid of and 
purging ourselves of blood and uh, trauma and trying to rather um, of pain. And I feel as if that's why our menstrual cycles are the way they are, because we have so much trauma, so much pain, so much just dwelling there energetically. And it causes so much turmoil and it takes a toll on our bodies, our minds, you know, our hearts, our souls. It's it weighs us down immensely. And the Garden of Eden, Earth. Earth was created by us. It's within us if we allow it to be. And we just have to take control over it, the womb, you know. And many people think that the apple was semen or it was, you know, the... Who knows what it is? Um, But I do like to think that the apple was the knowledge. It was something that was seen as poisonous so she wouldn't wake up so with all of this knowledge with all of this about the snake and its life force um and creating and regenerate uh, regenerating of dying of living of existing of evolving and inventing and just cycling through just flowing through how can we better connect to our wounds you know how can we better um how can we become more honest with ourselves how can we allow our loud shadow work to guide us in self-care to guide us to um this place where we are comfortable and happy with who we are um in every aspect of ourselves and not just the ones that that's not chaotic and um i remember Looking in my son's eyes, his eyes were so frightening. They still are. And it's because he's connected to that primordial energy, that earth, dark energy. And I don't mean like, oh, scary. Um, We've been taught to fear it. Um, I mean, like that creative, chaotic energy, that um, the possibilities are in this energy that's energy of infinity you know that zero the womb the seed that energy of this universe that's what he's tapped into because he's a child he's a melanated child and ultimately he he come for me because I was tapped into that enough to create him and a lot of my shadow aspects, I have not, especially my inner child, I have not been honoring her as I thought I should. Um, it's not as much as I should have been. So now I'm starting to honor her daily, honor her daily by doing the things she loves, by listening to her, by telling her she is seen, by letting her know she is seen. She does not have to hide out. She does not have to blow up to get my attention. I see you, I hear you, and I love you. And integrating, what can we do to better integrate into this? How can I allow you and me to coexist? How can we thrive in the space together? How can we swim in these waters together, you know, without one of us drowning and one of us leaving the other to drown? So evolving you know, and just not forcing us to fake the funk or to do anything that isn't in alignment with who we are. So, 
as we come to the conclusion, to the ending of this um, episode, I want you to ask yourself, again, have you been honoring your womb? Have you been honoring your inner child? Do you feel as if you are operating on the Lilith and Eve programming? Um, where you are disconnected, you're disconnected, that programming of not being connected, you know, um, to the point where we don't even allow other women's space to be women in our present. We don't even allow, allow them to be human. We hate them so much, or we feel as if women hate us, and we don't really understand that. Okay, I can see myself going into another tangent. So, we don't really understand that. And we're not really dealing with those mother wounds. We're not really dealing with um, the friendship wounds, the sisterhood wounds, you know, those daughter wounds. All of us, we're not dealing with those wounds. And... How can we allow space and grace for women? Ask sure that self that because I feel as if space and grace is different for every woman and we should just allow them space to be themselves. But we also have to allow ourselves space and grace to be ourselves. And that means every um, aspect of us, the angry aspects, the aspects we hate, um, that's not so favorable by, um, that's not favorable by the system that we live under, um, by our family and their morals and their the systems and programs that they exist on and live under. And how can we truly just be ourselves? So we just have to give ourselves space. We got to say, fuck this shit. We got to hold ourselves accountable. We have to hold others accountable. And we have to give them space to be who they are at that moment. And we have to give them love. And that does not mean, oh, we get into it this day and then a few more weeks we be cool again. That's not holding each other accountable. Holding each other accountable is loving them. And it's not about being right or wrong. You know, most of the times it's not being about not about being right or wrong. I feel as if we are harder on women. We mom shame. We shame women. Rather, it's their mind, their bodies, you know, whatever they choose to do, who they love, how they love themselves. If it's not harming them. Um, and we're just very judgmental because we ultimately hate ourselves and we hate women and that's not the case we can get on social media and comment under other others pictures we can fake support their businesses we can do this shit we can do that shit but at the end of the day what does this shit does this shit even fucking matter if you're not allowing those space to be themselves if you're not holding them accountable if you're not loving them if you're not creating space for them to be who they are if you're not allowing that space for them to be who they are does this shit even fucking matter and how can we come together and love each other more how can we create in new new traditions how can we create new programming that benefits us in implementing them? How can we eradicate the programming that we already live under? What steps are you taking? Ask yourself. Figure that shit out and take the steps. We definitely definitely need to come together um, and just hold space for each other. And that's not enough because either we don't agree with someone's opinion um, or we don't agree with their lifestyle choices, or we don't agree with this, or we don't agree who they love because, you know, we just overstep our boundaries a lot because their life, we don't want them to be hurt. No, 
many women feel as if women have to live the lives that they live. They have to take their wisdom. They have to take their knowledge. And their path may be different. Their relationship may be different. The lesson that the, the situation may look similar to what you are going through. But the lesson that they need to learn may be different from the lesson that you fucking learned. And you just have to allow them space to be. And you cannot continue to try to stick your finger in that little pot. You know, tasting the sauce and telling them what, what season is they fucking need. It just don't work that way. It don't work that way. It just don't. And we helping the younger women is not about giving them all of this unwanted advice. It's about allowing them to live caring for them and giving them space to open up so that we can give them advice so that we can love them some more so that we can welcome them in so that we can show them and also they learn by examples if they see you they see what you're doing they are around you ultimately you will rub off on them you know especially if you're operating in your god body so many of us don't want Many of us are ego-driven. We are ego-driven. And that's why we come in with this advice and, uh, you know, how powerful you are, but we still aren't operating in our full power. And sometimes that's even me shit. I be forgetting too, hell. I be like, hold on, let me check my damn self. Bitch, you powerful as fuck. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. There you go. You're back in it. Step in it again. Don't step out of it again. And if you do, you know your way back. But... Like I said, many of us aren't even standing in our full power and we're trying to give motherfuckers advice. The fuck is this shit? You can't even operate without your motherfucking job because you don't feel like you have power enough to bring in the energy, the sources to you without this job. I went through um, a social experience, experiment and not just a social experiment. I went through a lot of experiments where I basically didn't have a job for a very long time. And I pulled money towards me every time, every time. And because it wasn't through the traditional sense, people thought I was broke. And what is broke? You know, what is broken about someone who isn't working a dead-end job, breaking their backs in to gain minimum wage or a little bit over minimum wage and still barely meeting their needs and wants but you know what is broken right so um because it wasn't traditional everyone's just like oh where are you getting the money i don't know it just comes to me oh so people gave you the money i don't know no I worked for it. That's how I got it. I mean, so what did you do? Where are you working at? I work for me. So so what all do you do? Oh, I help people. I create for people. I inspire people. You know, I laugh with people. I guide people. You know, I'm just me. I'm just a presence. People pay me for my presence. People pay me for my thoughts. People pay me for my creativity. And um, they just couldn't wrap their hands around it. Um, So when my significant other wasn't able to hold up certain ends of things, I had to step in. And that was my, you know. um, uh, So why you don't have a car? You know. What happened to your other car? Why are y'all only driving one car? So when you're making enough money, you're pulling this in towards you via being connected to the space of unlimited abundance. People who aren't connected to it won't understand. And they will ultimately um, compare it to having material possessions 
um, and think that, oh, if you don't have two cars, then are you really doing what you say you're doing? If your significant other just got a car and you ain't got two cars, are you really on your doing the thing? You ain't got no house. You're not financially stable. You know, so what is financially stable? Because if you're talking about financial stability, you aren't stable either. Anything, this pandemic has showed us that they don't care about us and that anything can be rooted up from under you, you know. So, again, our ideas of these programmings have to change. Um, Because while everybody was panicking, I was floating. They were drowning in these waters and I was swimming. I was having a great time. Enjoying the sunset, the you know, the fresh air, the fresh smell of salt. You know, these waters were infested with shark. And here I was just enjoying it and they were panicking. So The program, what programs are you operating under? How can we get through that? What are plans? You know, we have to first realize that there is a program. And that's when we're here before we start taking steps. We have to first realize that there is a program. You know, we have to shake our whole entire reality. So... With that being said, I hope that I left you here with enough seeds to really self-reflect. Really understand that honoring the womb is more than um, the self-care we see. It's more than yoni steams. Because if you're only doing the physical work, if you're only taking care of your vessel, you got a lot of work to do, baby. That's a lot of vanity. A lot of vanity. And we're all vain. I'm very vain. <laughs> we're all vain to a certain extent. Uh, it's, you know, so when we get to that point and we get to this idea of okay we're just yoni steaming we're gonna take this tea for our menstrual cycles we're gonna use these herbs but are you doing the energetic work to back it up because once this shit over with what happens to your soul what happens to the trauma that's already attached to you you know what happens in on another parallel universe what happens in the spirit realm what happens then when, you, when you're asleep, what are your dreams like? Where are you traveling to? Do you remember your dreams? Um, also, pro tip, uh, white bed sheets. White bed sheets protects you from, especially sensitive um, people, from outer energies. Um, black, dark colored all dark colored clothing uh, absorbs energy. You know, it absorbs it. And white repels it in a sense. Just to put it simply, I'm not going to get too deep into the mechanism behind that because I am saving all of that for my class. Um, I'm not quite sure if I remember. <laughs> um announcing my class via via um YouTube no yeah YouTube IGTV whichever the fuck one um yeah and it's not really just about shadow work it's about understanding symbols um so we can better be better equipped uh, understanding symbols, understanding womb awakening, like womb, honoring our wounds, energetic healing, and herbalism all in one. So it's bringing this snake full circle um, through this cycle and understanding the cycles. And it will be 
either once a week or twice a week. I'm not sure. I'm probably going to do it once a week. Or I might just upload all the material up and you can go as you want. And then every now and then we'll do a live. Or I might do a live every once a week. And um, I think that's what I'll do. And allow people to catch it then. And... It'll only be available for a short time. I still have a lot of the um, that working out, but I've already worked out the course material. Um, <laughs> I've already worked out the course material. I've already... Um, gotten the book the pdfs of all the books even though i have them in the physical sense and the physical flesh you can also get them physical in the flesh or whatever you want to do and i have all of that and i also have the womb workbook which will be accompanying that. Um, it's also a monthly subs- it's also basically a monthly subscription. But once you start the class, you will get the book, the um the box for free every month and everything that goes with it. And the wound workbook is automatic um given with this class. Um and you will get it with COVID and this USPS, well, UPS, we'll figure something out if you can get it in the flesh, you know, in person, or to where you can download it yourself and um, print it out. But it's a lot of pages, so I really just wanted to get it to everyone um, because I've already have some pre-printed um, already, ready to go, ready to ship, ready to get out, and... It's just a matter of getting to everyone. So, yeah. And we're going to go deeper into this snake because I don't want to give y'all all of the, you know, <laughs> for freebies. No, but more so for the people who want to actually do something with this knowledge. Um, and, yeah. So, again, we have a lot of work to do. And as always, um, I've only make podcasts about things that when I feel the need to. or So, basically, it's three to four times a month. And this will be the first of this month. And I do have three already recorded. And they will be here. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. My child has risen. Yes, he has risen. He is awake. And I will be back to talk about more trauma or more symbolism or even better yet, Shadow work and doing the fucking work. Uh, no, but the next episode will be something lighter. It will be about planning. Um, it'll be about cycles, our cycles. It'll be about how to um, natural birth control, how to use it, and what is natural birth control and yes that will be the next episode i know this is all over the place and i know it isn't like i'm really trying to bring all of my information down and just give it to you in the most simple way possible on this episode on these episodes so that is that and thank you for tuning in come back and listen to this shit again come back and hear me Go on and on and on about the same shit over and over again for the same episode if you want to. Um, I hope this resonates. 
Um, I'm really grateful for you all listening and thank you. Okay, so I also wanted to say thank you all for listening in. And um, if you heard the baby crying, this is real life. This is a mother who's recording a podcast giving some free information if you want the rest of it you'll have to join my class um thank you for tuning in and you know you know stay beautiful